Red Wave, before we get into the episode, we want to thank our sponsors, Givoli Winery and Brick Lovin' Pizza. If you're free on a weekend, Saturdays and Sundays from noon to 5, head on out to Givoli Winery. They're on Biola Avenue, just north of Shaw. They have your wine fix, red, white, sweet. They have it all. A little bubbly. And while you are there, make sure to stop and get some pizza at Brick Lovin'. They are on the same premises right outside the barn. There's a brick oven, wood fire, and they make artisan pizzas. Oh, man, they're so good. Cheese, pepperoni, margarita, the go-to, and a special that changes every week. They have local veggies and fruits that they put on the pizzas. Oh, it's to die for. But we want to thank them for sponsoring the episode. So go and give them a try. The next time you are available on a Saturday and Sunday from noon to 5. And before we get started, we'd like to encourage you to give us a rating and a review if you're a listener on iTunes. If not, subscribe. And thank you for that. Send us an email at podcast at gmail.com. If you have any questions or if you would like to see someone on the episode, if you have any recommendations, please send us an email. You can also reach us on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter at Beware of Bulldogs Podcast. And on Twitter, it is at Beware CSUF. Once again, thank you for listening. And today's episode is with senior tennis player, Bailey Gong. Enjoy. Welcome everyone to Buero Bulldogs podcast. I'm Caleb and joining me today is our host, co-host, He's been missing for a while. Long missing. Chris Andresen. Welcome back, Chris. Yeah, thank you, guys. <laughs> uh, I apologize. Uh, you know, I, I really want to be part of this group, so. He keeps should... texting me. He won't leave me alone. Oh, no. <laughs> 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 uh, so our special guest for today is Fresno State tennis player, Bailey Gong. Right? Yeah. Okay. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. I, I realize I've known Bailey for a little bit, but I couldn't remember if your last name was Gong or if that was right. But yeah, I got that's right. It. Yeah, okay. my last name's Gong. <laughs> <laughs> so, Bailey, uh, you are a senior at Fresno State, or fourth or fifth year? Fourth year. Fourth and year. you are in the Smith right. Camp program. Yep, fourth year in Smith Camp. So that, that means, if you don't know what Smith Camp is, that means he's super smart, <laughs> and he's getting his school paid for because he's, because super, he's super smart. smart. <laughs> But the point is, it's <laughs> not about getting school paid for it, but it's, I had to work for it in high school. Right? You're right. Yeah. It's true. You're right. Yeah. So, so it's not like a handout. No, it's definitely not a handout. It, there's, there's a lot that goes into it. Um, I was part of Smith Camp, too. So um, <laughs> so was I. No, yeah, I you no, were. No, <laughs> we, we Smith Campers called Caleb the 51st-er. So there's 50 people that come in, and we, we adopt people outside of Smith Camp, and Caleb was one of our adopted yeah, they kids. felt bad for me. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, it's a it's a great program, and you have to. Re- you, Bailey's right. You have to really work for it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, I'm it really not that smart. I just try really hard. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it takes. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, those are the people that are successful, the people that work really hard. Work really hard, yeah. Okay, Bailey, tell us about, uh, we want to know about your family and how you got into sports and specifically tennis, but can you start by uh, telling us a little bit about where you're from and your family? All right, so I grew up in a small town called Exeter, California, and uh, my parents were, they're kind of into sports, not so much. I mean, like, my dad is not a hardcore, like, football or basketball fan or anything like that, but um, he is into the healthy lifestyle, kind of, so he exercises pretty regularly. My mom, not so much, <laughs> but she did play hi um, tennis in high school. And I think she said that she got a third in Valley in doubles. So oh that's wow. not bad. And, um, but so when I was growing up, when I was super little at the age of five, or I think when I was like three or four, my mom put me in swimming school. And I remember hating it because I was like drowning. <laughs> 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 I was like, this is so hard. <laughs> it's so uncomfortable. <laughs> but I learned how to swim from that. So that ended up to be good. It paid off. And then um, I have a brother single brother he's three years older than me and so he they put him in soccer I think when he was five and like he didn't like it that much so then they went to swimming and so he was doing swimming for a little bit and so when I was five they just put me straight into swimming because I did everything that he did mm -hmm. and so and it's also easiest that way you know because then you can just go to the same place right <laughs> but I did swimming for like two years and I was pretty slow i always got the like rainbow ribbons for <laughs> participation <laughs> i think i had like one blue ribbon and that was from a relay because <laughs> like probably some other kid carried us <laughs> but how'd you feel getting rainbow ribbons that said participation i well like when i was so young i didn't realize that it was like not that cool so i was like oh yeah i got this super <laughs> cool colored ribbon <laughs> and then like Towards the end of my swimming career, <laughs> in quotes, because, um, like, I realized that my brother, he, ha he actually had blue ribbons and stuff, and, like, red ribbons, which are second place, and then I realized, like, wait a minute, I'm so bad at this, my <laughs> brother's getting first places, and I'm, like, getting nothing, just each participation, I was like, I want to win something, <laughs> but it didn't really happen. That was, I was thinking of uh, the participation, what, what I was, the reason I was thinking of that, because the big thing that everyone's talking about now is our generation and how wow. we got participation mm -hmm. and trophies and it's ruined us. Mm -hmm. But that pushed you seeing your brother had first and second and then you had <laughs> participation. <laughs> like, what, what are these? I want those. <laughs> so it's not all bad. No, right? it's not all So did you, uh, is that what made you want to like get out of swimming or is that something that just made you want to do swimming a little bit better? Like actually, so, okay. So the next part of the story is my brother started taking tennis lessons because my cousins were taking tennis lessons and so my parents were like oh let's just try something new and my mom's like oh i played high school tennis and so he might like it and so they first tried out on my brother and he really liked it like better than swimming so then they decided to put him into tennis and start taking tennis lessons regularly instead mm -hmm. of swimming because he really liked it so then since i just did everything he did they started putting me in tennis lessons and we stopped swimming and then i was like oh this is cool and then i like tennis too mm -hmm. like i feel like my brother liked it a lot more than i did though like i just kind of did it. i was like okay yeah it's cool mm -hmm. but i didn't really have a preference um but yeah then we just kept going after that and that's what happened 
did you uh did you ever play against your brother or did you guys do doubles like yeah when we got older we played um yeah we'd play together and like we'd practice against each other okay. and stuff and then in high school we played doubles and then I think when he was in college and when I graduated high school, we played one tournament together in doubles. Mm -hmm. That was kind of funny. Do you guys? Did you guys uh, smack talk each other? Because <laughs> I would. Did smack you guys get along? Because <laughs> <laughs> I would smack talk my brothers all the time. Like you suck. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like his more he just smack talked me, <laughs> and then I had no comebacks because he was better than me, <laughs> so I couldn't <laughs> say anything. <laughs> do you Do you think that playing against your brother made you better? Yeah, I think so for sure. Because mm -hmm. when I played against him, um, I don't know if you guys are like familiar with kind of like the sport psychology part of tennis, but uh, for a lot of people, when you play against someone who's better than you, you tend to raise your level because you have no pressure. Because tennis is a super mental sport, right? And so it's really easy to like put pressure on yourself and choke. and Or not necessarily choke, but it just changes the way you play and it makes you nervous and it's like harder to perform but when you play against someone better than you you tend to raise your level to them and so you can just play freely and with no pressure and you play like so much better whereas if you play against someone who's not so good it's you might like if you're not that good then and you're playing someone who's also like worse than you then you could tend to lower your level to them mm -hmm. and play really bad and yeah that's how I feel when I play against Chris <coughs> in tennis. I have to lower my level. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. trust me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't play tennis to save my life. There, there, there is no skill here. Table tennis, hey. <laughs> there's something I can do. <laughs> Are you a good table tennis player as well? I'm decent. <laughs> I like it, though. De so, okay. Now we're talking about table tennis a little bit here, and I can speak to that a little bit. Um, <laughs> I, I, I noticed that... Um, when you play against tennis players, they like to put in a lot of front spin mm -hmm. on stuff. Is that something that you tend to do all the time now? Is just lots, lots of front spin when you do play table tennis, or are you just like messing around and trying different things out? Uh, if I'm like feeling it, if I'm trying to be aggressive, yeah, I'll just do like heck of top spin on everything. <laughs> but then, if I'm just messing around, then I'll just slice everything. Or if I'm missing a bunch, then I'll just like chop everything. <laughs> <laughs> Is that is it the same in from tennis to ping pong? It's a little bit similar, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. I feel like you have, obviously it's like a lot shorter strokes, because it's smaller. Uh -huh. But like mechanics are kind of the same. With the like, you can do top spin, you can do backspin and uh -huh. stuff. Mm -hmm. Like volley technique for the backspin slices or whatever. So when it came to all your tennis games, your parents were there, right? Like they were watching all your games mm -hmm. and cheering you on did you did you like that do you like having your parents around always just like cheering you on or were you more of that like solo player where you like you like playing and you just like playing kind of like ignoring everybody and just playing with yourself and the person across from you i feel like i was kind of bipolar with it so if i was winning <laughs> and then my parents left i'd be like oh why are you leaving you know like come back and watch me and, but then if i was losing i was like oh why are you here you're like making me play bad <laughs> <laughs> So I was like kind of indifferent to it, I guess. Like I had no real set opinion on it. But now that I'm older and like I'm becoming more appreciative of my parents in general and stuff and all that they've done for me, then it's a lot easier to like recognize, oh, when they're coming to watch tennis, then it's like super nice of them. And it's like, I really appreciate that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
being from the valley in Exeter, there's not a huge tell me if I'm wrong, there's not a huge tennis I'm I'm You're people. totally right, yeah. Not tennis is not big in no. the valley. No. You know? So how do how do you find the support in the valley for tennis and at the high school level? How did you get behind tennis? Well, like at the high school level, I mean, since I was already playing tennis since I was seven, there was not really anything else to do, <laughs> right? That was like, I don't know, just the thing to do. If you play tennis, then, and if you're like, good at tennis, then you should play for your school because that's, I feel like that's a little bit messed up if you don't, right? Because mm -hmm. then they'd be missing out on a big part of their team. But where does club tennis come into play? So yeah, so club tennis would be, oh, yes, that's something I should mention. So the way club tennis works is it's a lot of weekend tournaments. And so we would always be traveling probably once or twice a month, sometimes three times a month to the Bay Area and like Sacramento and stuff like that to play tournaments. And so there's this thing called USTA. It's called, it's like United States Tennis Association. Mm -hmm. And they have a lot of junior tournaments and then you play in your section. And so like the US is divided into sections. And so NorCal is a section and then there's SoCal. We play NorCal um, just cause that's where they cut it off at Bakersfield, I think. So anything higher than Bakersfield is technically NorCal. And then we just went to tournaments all the time to play against other kids from all over NorCal and then you get rankings and stuff and but you, you don't really associate with any kind of club you just sign up individually and then you go and play with tennis being primarily a a solo sport and it's n you're not really on a team no. it's just your name yeah what is that like transitioning from the solo part of tennis to being on a tennis team I think that for me the team aspect was a lot more helpful because like if you're playing for yourself and then you well okay when I say the team aspect was more helpful it, it's kind of like a double-edged sword because when I'm playing for myself it's like oh I'm just representing myself so if I do poorly it's like oh it's whatever I don't care what other people think of me you know you can just kind of brush it off and but then if you're playing for a team that's a lot more pressure so you're like oh I want to I don't want to let these people down and I need to do my best. So that that's the hard part about it. But then it's also better because it's like you have a lot more motivation because like, oh yeah, I want to like do well for these people. You know, I want to try my hardest and su compete really hard um, to make them proud and to like give them a good rep, you know? Let's start moving into the idea of how did you choose Fresno State and did Fresno State come up to you and say we want to play ten want you to play tennis for us or did you go up to Fresno State and say I'm really good you want me on their tennis team <laughs> so it was kind of more like the second one but not as straightforward <laughs> <laughs> confident <laughs> um, yeah so when I was a senior in high school I was actually looking at a lot of D3 schools and a couple D2 schools um, just because I wanted to make, and my parents wanted me to make academics my priority, mm -hmm. just because like I'm obviously not gonna go pro or anything because I didn't have any like D1 offers. I w didn't have that high of a national ranking or anything, but I had 
a good enough level to be able to like, practice and compete with people who are at the D1 level. Um, but anyways, I, was, I think I would have been pretty solid for D3. And so I could have played at almost any D3 school. Actually, probably any D3 school. Um, but D3 schools, they don't give scholarships, right? And they don't help you to get in. It's more, it's basically like a club team that's selective and mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. club. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, so yeah, you just have to like apply to the school and get in. And so like the D3, the D3 schools are a lot of liberal arts colleges, so like the Claremont schools, like Claremont McKenna and Pomona College. And then... Also, there's like a lot of East Coast schools um, that are liberal arts, or like University of Chicago. That's a good school, but it's D3, or like Emory. And uh, you didn't want liberal arts. I was actually looking at liberal liberal arts. arts Yeah, yeah. So those are originally what I was looking at, and then so I applied to, I think, like three different liberal arts colleges. And then I think I got, I only got into one. And that one was like the worst one out of the three that I applied to. <laughs> but then um, I also was looking at one D2 school. And then, but then I applied to just like the UCs and stuff like that because they're good schools. And then, and my parents wanted me to apply to UCs. And so, um, I got into most of the UCs, so then when I got Smith Camp, then I was like, okay, this is something that's worth looking into, and so the coach that I had, he knew the coach at Fresno State, and so he reached out to him for me, and was like, hey, I know this guy that I coached, and he works hard, and you wouldn't have to pay anything for him because he has, an, a, full, he has a full ride scholarship offer to Fresno State and so like would you be interested in him and my coach was like or my coach now the Fresno State coach he's like oh yeah for sure like let's take a look and so um, I think I reached and so my junior coach told me this and so I reached out to the Fresno State coach and I said hey I got this academic scholarship and it's a full ride but I'm also interested in like playing on the team and so would you like be willing to take me as a walk-on and he's like yeah I think so like let's he's like I'll come out to one of your practices and see how you are and then he came out and he watched me practice and I played like probably the worst ever (laughs) (laughs) so bad (laughs) and I was like okay he probably doesn't want me but then he was super nice and he like was talking to me and then um, later on he said it's like oh yeah I think you'd be good for our team if you decided to come here and walk on and he like said yeah like let's meet again you can like come and tour the school and so like he gave me a tour of Fresno State and that was pretty cool and then he said yeah if you decide to come to Fresno State then you got a spot you have a spot yeah how cool what was the story behind you deciding okay I'm gonna go for it I'm I want to play tennis at the next level was it part of like oh I I I can hang with them so I'm just gonna do it or was there a passion for tennis that you had like oh I really want to play tennis at the next level yeah I always wanted to play college tennis like ever since I was 13 or something or 
yeah, 13 or 14. I had always wanted to play college tennis. I was like, yeah, this is what I'm going to get out of this tennis. Like, this is going to be worth it. Because, so this is like a funny background story, but when I was eight, um, I played like my first few tournaments and I lost and I was like crying. I was like, ah, why are we playing tournaments? I just want to play for fun. I want to be a recreational player. And my <laughs> parents like, no, you're a competitive tennis player. I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> 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 you're going to be a competitive tennis player. Like, no, I just want to be a recreation. <laughs> but I'm glad that they made me a competitive tennis player because they got me here. But yeah, so ever, yeah, in middle school, like I looked up to the older kids and I saw them doing well and then going to college to play tennis I was like okay this is wha- why it's going to be worth it I'm going to go to college and I'm going to get something out of this tennis yeah were you a fan of Fresno State before you approached them oh yeah most definitely mm-hmm. my dad went to Fresno State and also I used to play on the Fresno State courts when I was like 10 and 11 I would take lessons from the um, the old Fresno State coach so like the coach I have now is not the same when I was 10 or 11. Actually, 9 and 10 and 11. And so back then, I was taking lessons there. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. Like, I could see myself coming to Fresno State. But then it was weird because when I was in high school, I never imagined myself coming to Fresno State. Although when I was little, I like liked it so much. And I s- just had this feeling like this is where... I'm going to be, this would be so cool to be, mm-hmm. and also we'd watch the college tennis matches at Fresno State, and I was like, oh, this would be so cool to be a part of this, like, this is where I'm going to be, but then when I got older in high school, and before deciding on a college, I was thinking, oh, I'm going to leave here and go so far away, <laughs> and go to some, like, fancy school. Let's, uh, let's jump into college pretty soon right now, but before we do that got a ridiculous question segment coming up here so Bailey kind of told you a little bit of what we're gonna do but here's how it's gonna happen you have no idea what we're gonna ask you they're ridiculous questions (laughs) if you can't answer them just throw out an answer if you can if you don't hold off on it and we'll get it back to you again so we'll have Caleb start off be prepared there's no rhyme or reason to this stuff (laughs) (laughs) all right so if you were to choose one way to be disciplined what would it be? What does that even mean? <laughs> one way to be disciplined. <laughs> Aren't you just disciplined or not disciplined? If you did something bad, how would you discipline yourself? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Like. Deprive myself of something or <laughs> go for a run. <laughs> go for a run. <laughs> like, don't eat dessert that day. <laughs> go exercise all right now go back 15 years when you're living with your parents and Mm -hmm. how would you choose to be disciplined by them i think i think they did a good job of disciplining me actually (laughs) i got like spanked a few times wooden spoon a couple times i got like a small pizza paddle oh yeah that one stung but i think that was effective but it wasn't i think not so much that but like the constant reprimanding I don't know how to say it like or in my own words I would say yelling but I feel like that's not the like completely right term mm-hmm. but yeah I feel Sternly like I got yelled at a lot yeah <laughs> <laughs> so if so if you were choosing you, you wouldn't change a thing like I want 
Spankings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I would keep it the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was beat as a young child. We no, not beat, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wouldn't change a thing. I think don't don't spare the rod. Uh, yeah. I mean, yep, yep. Same thing. Um, <laughs> I, Chris and I, we went to church together, mm-hmm. and when I'd go over to his house, his mom would beat the heck out of him. It was <laughs> so fun to watch. <laughs> <laughs> so funny story. We have Hot Wheels, and so we had the Hot Wheel tracks and. The one thing that I feared the most was the pink Hot Wheel tracks because <laughs> it, was, it was bendable and so it got this nice little snap to it after <laughs> they, they flicked their wrist and so that's what we hid because we didn't want to get used by the pink Hot Wheel tracks. <laughs> um, uh, Child Protection Services, please do not. Um, it says in the is. Bible that the dad should use the rod or something yeah. like that. Yeah, don't spare the rod. Yeah, yeah. The rod. exactly. All right, here we go. Would you rather burp every time you lean in for a kiss or drool every time you talk? I think burp. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. That's right. funny. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> every time you lean in, you're like, burp. <laughs> You'd have to warn her. You would, well, she would know by the third time. <laughs> they That's did how it. you know if she's a keeper. <laughs> she, like, kiss you after you burp. Right <laughs> What if what if she leans in? Do you still burp? I don't think so. So she would have to do all the leaning. You'd just be <laughs> as stiff as a board. And you'd be like, all right, we're <laughs> I love you, but you gotta do all the work. You have to lean in, otherwise I'm gonna burp. I'll be waiting here for you. <laughs> <laughs> Drooling every time you talk was the other one. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I talk. Oh, I don't talk. All I think that I already much. drool when I talk. Yeah, I just I think it would be weird. Have you guys watched Impractical Jokers? I love that show. There was this one where um, I can't remember who lost, but they um, he had to ta- he had to teach a food course, but they shot him up with Novocaine. <laughs> so every time he talked, he's like, and the uh, oh, and just drool coming out, and he's just like using his shirt to wipe it off. All these people are looking at him like, oh my gosh. So that's all I imagine. <laughs> I feel like that. Like if you drool when you talk, that's a much more common occurrence. Then men leaning in for a kiss, yeah. And, bur- <laughs> and burping. You talk all the time, but you don't lean in for a kiss that often. So. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Unless you have mad game. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you could hide it. I, I, I don't know how you would hide it either. All right, Bailey, what's your all-time favorite band? All-time favorite band. Ooh. That's a hard one. I think... I would say all sons and daughters. Have you heard them? What What do they sing? I don't know. They're a Christian band. All sons and daughters. Yeah. I'm going to look them up right now. Cool. It's really soft music, but sometimes when I'm in the car, especially like driving back and forth from Fresno, um, if I get really tired, then I'll just go have like a full-on praise session like it gets pretty Sweet. lit. Sweet. Yeah. I like it. But it's, yeah. <laughs> it's funny. But I know these songs. I sing these songs. Yeah. Yeah. Every Sunday, except for today. Mm-hmm. I just missed church today. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, the well has 7 p.m. service. Th- that's true. Mm-hmm. All right. Here we go, guys. What terrible movie do you like watching? So, like, <laughs> cinematically awful, but still <laughs> fun to watch. I got mine. I know mine already. I know the worst movie I've ever seen. What was I don't know the one I r- consistently watch. I don't have one. Yeah, I don't consistently watch many movies. 
Nacho Libre is pretty great, but I feel like a lot of people who are into like movie qualities would say it's not so high quality. Yeah, I would yeah. agree. I would agree. That's a that's a good one. I, I think Nacho Libre is like one of the most quotable movies around. Mm-hmm. I love that movie. Oh, School of Rock actually. School. I haven't watched that. Oh, that's a good movie too. I, I like that, that movie. That one's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. A Jack Black movie. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Monty Python, The Quest of the Holy Grail, <laughs> is, uh, is pretty bad, but pretty darn good. I haven't seen that one, actually. you got to watch it twice. The first time, you'll hate yourself. <laughs> the second time, you'll start laughing. I don't know why. What about Sharknado? I have not watched Sharknado. Me I've neither. I've only seen half of it. I turned it off. Uh, so I was <laughs> hoping one of you had seen it. <laughs> so for your, one of your birthdays, I was going to get you a uh, octopus. <laughs> Which is never this, heard of it. Is, is this some bad sci-fi movie I was gonna get for your birthday just because I could, but I wasn't gonna buy. I wasn't gonna spend twenty bucks to get you some bad sci-fi movie for this thing. It's pretty much a shark body with an octopus tentacles. <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to be this like horrible sci-fi movie. I'm like, this looks perfect. I didn't do it. <laughs> so the worst movie I've ever seen is Rubber. It's about a tire that goes around and kills people. Oh, I heard about that. It's terrible. <laughs> like, the beginning scene is the only good part of the movie, and it's a great scene. Mm-hmm. But the rest of the movie is absolutely terrible. It, not worth it what at is all. It? What's another bad? Oh, Tremors. It, I don't know that one. It, Tremors is just this horrible. It's like this giant worms that go on the ground. If you have stand on concrete and rock, you're safe. But if you're in the dirt, it pops up and sucks you in. <laughs> and, the, and it's like, oh my goodness. And like the acting's horrible. Everything's bad about it. It's there's some some bad movies. I got another question for you. We're talking about movies, what is the most overhyped movie that you've seen that you were disappointed in? Oh, the first Star Wars that they made that was new. So I think it was... Force Awakens? Yeah. That one was trash. Oh, I liked it better than the second one. Really? Yeah. Wait, what's this? The Last Jedi. I haven't seen that one. Oh. It's, it's worse. It's, really? It's, it's worse than Force Awakens. Oh, that's so sad. I, th- I think. Yeah. They're, they're a good reboot, but they're not... Standalone wise, they're not really good. I just don't like the villain. He's so dumb. Kylo oh, Ren. <laughs> Kylo yeah. Ren. Yeah. What, what's his I name? Driver. I hate you. Yeah, he sounds. Yeah, he sounds. He's a child. But I think that they meant to make him a child. Now. But it why. doesn't make sense because, like, with Anakin, even though he was childish, it's still like, like you can kind of relate to him. You know, like, oh, this makes sense. But Kylo Ren is like, why are you the way that you are? Why? Are you? <laughs> I like the prequels because I can quote them. Maybe I just haven't watched the Force Awakens and mm-hmm. the the uh, Last Jedi enough, but I can't quote them. That's because there's nothing worth quoting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think the most overhyped movie, and probably people hate me for this, is Transformers series. Transformers series. I just never liked. I them. actually kind of enjoyed them. I didn't like them at all. I, I kind of liked them too. S- yeah. I th- I thought they were so boring. I'm like, great, lots of cars, weirdo, uh, w- uh, socially awkward guy gets the hot girl. All right, done. Okay, second one. Lots of hot, lots of good-looking cars. Uh, socially awkward guy still keeps the girl. Okay. <laughs> Can we? Uh, oh, more explosions. Okay, but still. But I don't know. I, I thought the Transformers series was less than. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bailey, uh, Bailey and I enjoyed it. Yeah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get into uh, Fresno State. What What's it like playing? At the Division One level, since you ha- spent all this time dreaming about playing at the Division One level, <laughs> you didn't think you were going to get there, and now you're there playing at the Division One level. What's that like? 
I think it's everything it's made out to be. I mean, it's a pretty special experience because you, especially in tennis, because it's just a very small team, right? So it's different from like football or baseball or whatever because they have so many guys on their team. But we only have 10 people or less. I think my first year there was nine of us. And then it was, yeah, it's super cool because you just see the same eight other people every day and you just kind of die together because <laughs> you're doing like morning workouts and practices and stuff and it's very hard physically but you know how they say it, misery likes company <laughs> and so <laughs> we just like kind of bond together through that and it also just makes it way easier to push yourself so much harder right because with other people like oh he's doing this much so, like i gotta do that as much as him i gotta be better than him and so i think it's really healthy like inner competition that everybody is trying to be the best that they can and make everybody else be the best that they can and yeah it's been really special nice um is the skill level a lot different i mean it's got to be different from high school like oh totally how what's what's if you had to rank it from like one to ten one being like, all right, it's very similar to high school to 10. Like, this is outrageous. Like We're 25. But 25? <laughs> really? Are they Especially, that? well, like high school, t ten high school tennis in the Valley mm -hmm. is nowhere near cut out to be like translational to college, to college tennis. tennis. Why yeah. is that? So, or like, because if you imagine like high school football and then college coaches will just look at your tapes from high school football and then you can go play college. But in tennis and like nobody cares about high school tennis really like none of the college coaches look at your high school tennis record it's all about the usta ranking like national ranking and stuff like that i think it's because they since tennis is very global um there's a lot of international people in college tennis mm -hmm. and so they don't care so and high school is like so local and since it's not so big in the united states unless you're from like a really good tennis area so like palo alto or i think ojai california those two places are like really good but in the valley there's since there's not that many people into tennis you have maybe like one or two people in the same league who are like serious tennis players and everybody else is just like they just started tennis in high school and mm -hmm. so they don't really know how to play that much and yeah so it's not really comparable is is fresno state normally an underdog when they deal with other schools are we are we considered to be a, a contender in some of these com competitions that we get in ourselves so this is a cool story actually um fresno state has always been pretty like mid-level mm -hmm. so not like top 10 contender for NCAA championship or anything but not the worst school um, but in the past let's see, hold up. in the past 10 years there's been three different coaches and so the first coach he was the one I took lessons from when I was like 9 10 11 he got the team to beat Stanford I think the year before he left and they got as high as I think they got to 14. In the nation. In the nation, nice. yeah. 
So they're really good. And then he left to Oklahoma State. And then they got a new coach. And I think everybody graduated or something. So this coach had to rebuild the team. And so the first year he was struggling. He had like all new people. And then he, so he was here for three years. And I think by the time he finished, they got to probably around the 50s. And so they didn't win Mountain West or anything, but they weren't the worst team in the Mountain West either. They were probably like mid-level, but then he left and everybody transferred. And so when our coach, our current coach, Luke Shields, he came in the 2015-2016 school year and he had, I think, seven guys. And, oh no, sorry. Maybe he had five guys. Yeah, he had five guys. And actually, at the beginning of that school year, in the fall, like in August, Luke wasn't even here yet. It was the assistant coach, Steve Loop. He was, or our current assistant coach, Steve Loop. He wasn't even doing anything with Fresno State before that. But when the coach before left, there was nobody to coach the men's team. So the women's coach was kind of like interim men's coach also, like he ran some practices. But then Steve, he was the uh, head coach at Fresno City College, but he had a really good record. He won like so many championships at Fresno City, um, probably more than 10. And he decided to step in because he's like really loved Fresno State. He played, he was a kicker at Fresno State when he was in college and he was just like really truly bulldog born, bulldog bred. And so he decided to step in and help out with the team and he kind of led them for the first month or so. And then in, sept in September, then Luke came and he took over. And so they had five guys that fall, which I don't know how familiar you are with college tennis, but you need six guys to compete. And then I had five. <laughs> so wow. if they were to play any matches, they'd be defaulting two matches already because you have to have three doubles matches and six singles matches. If you only have five guys, you can play two and five. Right. So you'd be starting out zero two. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> or not zero two, zero one, because in doubles it's a two out of three. But you have to win both doubles in order to get the doubles point because the doubles is two out of three doubles matches. And whoever wins the two out of three, you get one point. So you automatically would, you guys would have had to win both. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's a huge disadvantage. Um, but then Luke brought in two guys in the spring. And so for season, because tennis season is in the spring, they had seven people, which is very small. Typically you have like eight to ten people on a team. Because if one guy, if two guys get injured, then it's, you're already losing mm -hmm. matches. And... So their first year that the first year that Luke was here, they were um I think almost the worst team in the Mountain West. Not quite. I think they lost to Air Force during the regular season and that was the first time in like a really long time. So that was we not usually lose to Air Force. No, we had yeah, cuz I think we had not lost to Air Force in a lot of years <laughs> and so <laughs> that was pretty bad and then um, but they actually did pretty well at Mountain West they beat the first seed Utah State first round um, but I think it was more because
the coach there was Luke's brother. And so everybody was super pumped up for that match. But they only won one round in Mount West and they lost. And then then comes the second year and that's when I joined the team is 2016, 2017. And then we were, we won one match, I think, wow. in the Mountain West. And that was it. And then his third year coaching, which is my sophomore year, got to the finals. In one year, went from one win to finals. Yeah, well, I mean, it's only three matches to win Mountain West. It's a draw of eight, I think. Okay. But, yeah, we got to the finals, and then come last year, we won it, Mountain West. Oh, congratulations. Thank hey. you. And so that's in four years, went from being one of the worst teams to winning the Mountain West Conference Championship. So that was pretty cool. What, I what difference did you see in those teams from last place to first place? What was the difference? I think over the years, we just – had to develop a team culture and like figure out how to set goals but also how to follow through on goals and how to be disciplined and work hard and like see the vision and be motivated um, and also I think it was just building the team with the players because last year we had three seniors who were there they were all freshmen when Luke was starting his first year. And so I think like that was Luke's first team building up and he built it all the way to have a team that was able to win Mountain West. What do the goals look like? I mean, you guys build goals like what? Do I score more points? Like ha ha what are those goals? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the What are goals your goals personally? Personally, my goal is just to play in the lineup <laughs> <laughs> um, and also to win some matches in the fall. I think usually it's to win five matches in the fall would be good. More than five. That would be really solid for me. But for the team goals, it's more, I think last year our team goals was to win Mountain West. That was our biggest goal, to get to ranked top 40, I think. What and did then you guys finish as last year? I think it was 40-something. 40 40-something. 46 or something like that. So not yeah. quite top 40. But um, our biggest goal, yeah, was just to win Mountain West. But like in order to achieve that big goal, we set small things. And we actually have like these nine words that are our team core values. And there was one word for every person. But last year, I think there was 10, actually. And it was, like, communication, dominance, unselfishness, even though it should have been selflessness. <laughs> leadership, respect, honesty, work ethic, uh, consistency, and... There's two more that are very similar <laughs> that, since I haven't said it in a long time, <laughs> don't quite remember. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, so, what's your least favorite thing, least favorite practice to do, and what's your most favorite practice to do? Mm, 
I think least favorite practice is probably when we have to do shoulder runs on the football field. What are those? So you have to go and it's different, but it's like you have to run and touch the 30 yard line and then come back and like do it 10 times or something. Mm -hmm. And then we did that. I don't know however many sets, like three sets or four sets maybe. Or we'd have to, oh, actually, no, the worst one is 420. And What is that? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm, I have different thoughts when I hear 420. <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> and so that one is a feeding drill. And so the coach is on the other side with the basket and he just feeds side to side. And so you start, and you usually do it with like, two people so you take you rotate you take turns and so the first person goes and they feed four balls and the next person goes and they like he has four balls side to side so like forehand backhand like running super, um running across the court yeah running across the court right and so you start with four and the next round there's six and then eight and ten twelve and you go it's called 420 because you're supposed to stop at 20 but they just go until you can't anymore <laughs> so <laughs> we get to like over 30 and okay. so so pretty much he has four balls on, on the other side of the court. You have to run and grab one, run back, drop it off, then run back and grab another one and drop no. it off. Return it. No, yeah, you have to return it. So like he like underhand feeds it. Like so he hits it to one side, one corner, mm -hmm. and you have to hit it back. And then he hits it to the other corner and you oh. have to run and hit it back. Oh, so you're running back and forth but on yeah, the Yeah, so the you're running back and forth court. and hitting. Yeah. And so you start yeah, you have to hit four balls, and then you take a break, and your partner goes, and then you go again, and six, and then you just keep going until you can't go anymore. Okay. So do you, so if you miss a ball, like let's say on let's say on eight, mm -hmm. if you miss a ball, do you have to you just you keep, have going, keep yeah. going until you yeah. hit that eighth ball? Yeah. Oh gosh. I think you keep going until you miss three in a row, oh. or you just can't anymore. Like you can't. <laughs> like, Coach, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> You had mentioned that tennis is very big internationally. Mm -hmm. How many international players do you have on the Fresno State team? This year, there's, or this fall, there's eight of us. Seven people are international. So you're the only one. Yeah. <laughs> what is that like? It's Being been cool. I mean, um, I've learned a lot about different cultures from different countries in Europe and across the world and I think it's really cool that you can have like such different people come together and do something and be friends and have something in common but also sometimes I wish I did have somebody else who was oh sorry sorry there's two Americans this year on the team we're getting a we got a freshman who's American so I'm not the only one this year but right. the past three years I was the only American um, so I, I hope this year will be cool because sometimes I think it would be nice to have somebody else who I can just relate with, with mm. like language and things. Because sometimes language is hard because they don't understand some of the sayings or they think it's weird. Or sometimes they think like, oh, it's so dumb that Americans do this <laughs> things this way. And I'm like, oh, well, it's just like the way we do it. And then That's why we rule the world. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's like no one to back me up. So they all just like gang up and be like, oh, yeah, America's stupid. I'm like. <laughs> how do people watch these games like I, I see the tennis court it's usually locked up i don't know how to mm -hmm. get into it 
you guys play a game. <laughs> what he's really asking is, how do I get in it to play on the court? <laughs> well, how do I? Well, honestly, how do I get in to to watch a game too? So, play on the courts. Um, gosh, that, there's no such thing as playing with me. I, it's called attempting and failing it multiple <laughs> times. Um, but how do you watch people? Uh, how do you get watch you guys play on your courts? Because I don't know. How, I I don't know how to get there. I don't know how to do that. Okay, so. First off, there has to be a game going on, <laughs> <laughs> so you can check online. They have the schedule posted on GoBulldogs.com, and they say when all the home games are, mm -hmm. so you just go out at that time, and they're all free to the public, and so you can just walk right in, start watching for free. Right. Sweet. Um, walk in where? Like Walk into the courts. Just <laughs> The gate will be open. The gate yeah. will be open? All yeah, right. the gate is open during match days. But to play on the courts, you just have to go there and hope that the gate is unlocked. <laughs> and then you can play on it. Just call Bailey. <laughs> just call Bailey. Yeah. Hey, can I get a key? <laughs> <laughs> we actually don't have keys, which is something that's kind of questionable, I think. Because sometimes, or like a lot of times, actually, our coach is like, we only have so many hours to work with you because of the NCAA rules. But you guys got to be hitting on your own and doing all these things. But then, like... How are we supposed to do that if the gate is locked? And we, like, <laughs> I mean, we just jump the fence. But <laughs> <laughs> is so. there a certain amount of hours like on NCAA? It's not like I don't know if it's their property or not, but like on the school property, mm -hmm. it's part of NCAA. So is there only a certain amount of hours that you can spend on that court, or is it with your coach as with an your organized, coach. yeah, as okay. an organized practice thing? Okay, so you could still get on. But your own time. Yeah. The court. Yeah. Okay. I do have a question. Um, this is a little bit random, but South Gym, um, on top of the roof. I, I won't tell you <laughs> if I ever got on top of the roof once <laughs> or not. <laughs> I noticed that there was a whole bunch of tennis balls. Someone told me there's a whole bunch of tennis <laughs> balls. <laughs> I just noticed that that was interesting fact. Do you guys hit the tennis balls up on top of the South Gym? Like no. No. It's probably from the classes because. Um, we play on the courts farthest from the South Gym. Yeah. And even if you're on the courts, that's still quite a ways to get to the South. To hit it. That's a really far hit. I, yeah. I, I didn't know if it was some like tennis tradition or something like that. Again, I don't can't say that I saw the tennis balls on the roof myself. I just know that <laughs> there's a whole bunch there from someone. So <laughs> that's pretty interesting. Yeah. I, I don't know. All right, cool. I was, I was just curious. <laughs> I was honestly <laughs> seriously curious about that one. Uh, someone told you that? Someone told me. I neither. I, I, I deny any acts of doing that. I think I need to find this person and ask them how they <laughs> got onto the South Gym. <laughs> Should sign them. If they're hitting that ball that far, yeah. Yeah, they yeah, can really hit the ball. They can really hit the ball. You just got to hope they hit it on the court. <laughs> <laughs> What's the hardest part of tennis, in your opinion? For sure, the mental part, because tennis is a very, it's like a muscle memory game, and it's very repetitive, but also, at the same time, it's, you're still playing against somebody else, right? And so, it's always going to be different, depending on who you're playing, and there's just so many different ways to psych yourself out, and to not play the best that you could be playing mm -hmm. I feel like I don't know that's the best way I can describe it do you, do you guys try to play psychological warfare with the other guys I was just gonna because <laughs> that, that, that's the thing if you can if you can psych someone out if you're having trouble psyching I wonder what, what it is to psych someone else out do you guys like 
Can you smack talk each other? Like I, because I, it, I don't hear other than, yeah, yeah. Uh, every yeah. time you hit the ball. So you can't officially you can't smack talk in the sense of saying like, oh, you suck. But like, <laughs> a lot of times you play other guys, and if you're playing well, and this guy's getting upset or frustrated, and it's like, oh, like this guy's so lucky or something, or like, oh, this guy's not doing anything to beat me, you just make like, oh, or this guy can't hit the ball that hard. And so they'll, they'll say things like that to trash talk you and like kind of get on your nerves. Mm-hmm. Like if you score like five points in a row, will you yell like "Let's go!" Yeah, like yeah, right at another, him? That's yeah. another thing that a lot of people do for like the mental thing. And so you, like if you, especially if you play like a super long point, and then you win it, most people are, are gonna say something like "Oh yeah, let's go!" Like get super pumped and be like "Yeah, like I'm better than you," you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. But you don't really say anything directly to them no. about them to just try and crush their demeanor. No, but <laughs> okay. also because tennis, there's a lot of international people. <laughs> a lot of people will say things in different languages that are like quite insulting <laughs> to the other people. Like <laughs> so you don't even really know what they're saying. No, I don't. But like my teammates have told me about times when they've like said something so bad to the, like in their own language. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Do they understand all the English language? Can you say stuff and get away with it? No. Oh. No. Yeah. So pretty much pretty much what you're doing is you're doing like passive aggressive where you're really not talking to mm-hmm. them but you're really trying out is there um do you guys notice that uh do you guys play against weaknesses Have, is that something like you guys try to do so you know someone's pretty bad at their backhand or yeah. their, their front hand you'll try to play to those weaknesses mm-hmm. do you guys know about that beforehand do, just do people come up to you and say hey like i noticed this guy's pretty it's we or you we, watch film on we them. watch film on them it's not really no we never watch film and then um our coaches will ke- like maybe they'll know some of the players from past experience like from the past years they see them play or they see them play at tournaments over the fall mm-hmm. so they'll tell them like oh yeah this guy struggles with this kind of shot or something or you gotta move this guy in this certain way mm-hmm. and there's stuff like that but so a lot of it's on the game mm-hmm. knowledge yeah, you all of a sudden started noticing how would you differentiate differentiate Fresno State tennis from any other school's tennis program? Um, that's not a question because I haven't been to any I mean, Just from schools. what you see in playing, like, is there like a mentality that you guys have that's different from other schools? Is there a style of play that you guys have that's different from other schools? What, what separates Fresno State from other schools, in your opinion? I think this past year when we won Mountain West, you could definitely see that we wanted it the most and that we were like willing to compete the hardest because that's another thing that's mental about tennis is it's very easy to just kind of check out and it's not like you give up and just like start tanking and like not trying but mentally if you feel like that you've lost then it'll affect the way you play like going how you approach (laughs) certain shots and how aggressive you are and like the confidence that you have the belief in yourself to make certain shots so it's all factors in how you play and like our mindset the past year was really on just leading up to the championship it was like focusing on ourselves and like being the best we can and being like the closest team and like playing for each other that was a big part of it and a lot like some of the other teams it didn't really seem like they were so much united or playing together but it's just like six separate guys 
on six separate courts playing six separate matches and how one court does doesn't really affect the other court whereas for us we would pump each other up like oh yeah like let's go let's get it going like I'm winning like you're winning yeah like we're doing this together you know it's kind of like a brotherhood type of thing that's cool cool so um Bailey we got we got one other thing that we need you to do Caleb and I have a challenge um we haven't done it in a while we haven't done it in a while I think we're tied are we tied I think you're winning I'm winning oh thank goodness I need to keep <laughs> by one by one point so we play uh two truths and a lie and so at the end of our podcast season whoever's got the worst score has to do a penalty challenge um for or yeah penalty challenge like for consequence consequences for losing. for losing so we need you to do so we need two truths and one lie and then we're gonna guess we're gonna guess what is what okay so the first one is in at the end of my freshman year of college i did a one month vegan challenge and i lost seven pounds (laughs) (laughs) okay the second one i've broken more than four rackets in my life you're that mad okay and then the third one is i've never gotten a point penalty in tennis so a point penalty is like code violation so if you like swear or you like hit your racket like you throw your racket or something then you can get a code violation and there's a point penalty these are good these are good okay so can you repeat it so vegan challenge vegan Vegan challenge seven pounds seven pounds okay four rackets more than four rackets and then the third one is i've never gotten a point penalty you want to go first? I'm going to say the four rackets. Okay, I'm, I'm going to go vegan challenge is the lie. I'm going to say four rackets is the lie. Did we the last one is the lie. So we didn't get it. Neither of us no. got <laughs> it. You got a point violation? Huh? You're yeah. like the nicest person I know. <laughs> I've gotten lost of them. Wait, wait, what, what? The juniors. For yeah. doing what? Throwing rackets. And I think one time <laughs> I told a kid to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, let's go. After I double false, I was like, shut up. <laughs> Yeah, Bailey has another side to him that we haven't yeah, seen. We haven't seen that. <laughs> we got to play Bailey in tennis. I want to see that side. Gosh. He'll, playing against us, he'll be very silent and just kick our butts. He'll snicker the I entire a, time. I was a kid, though, and it happened. So I was, <laughs> I was a kid. We're all kids inside. This is true. So nothing happens. Nothing. Well, That's yeah. That's never happened before. Usually That's one of us one gets of it. One of us gets it. So then in that case, I am still up. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so what's the challenge? Uh, <coughs> we're still working on that one. <laughs> yeah, we don't know yet. We if don't know uh, the consequence. Okay. If you have a consequence, shoot it oh, over I got to one. Us. So if you can get the coach to have the loser of this come out, and then you guys can just try and pelt them with tennis balls. Oh. Like like a frogger. But he's got, so we have to run across, and then you guys can just hit balls at us <laughs> as we run across. And we'll film it. <laughs> I want to say yes, but I know I'm going to lose. Well, you're winning. <laughs> well, that's the problem. I might lose it. All right. Um, I'm somewhat down, but I don't know. If so I we got we gotta re- relying on you for this one. Maybe. Okay. If <laughs> if you got something better. The season will be up. We have one more episode after you, and then the season's up. Okay. So it'll be soon. So you, I don't know if you guys do will you be actually in want se- it to happen. Do you, are you guys actually willing to do it? Yeah, if you come out during one of our practices, but I don't know. You guys might be working during that time. Because mm. our practices are at one. What about on a Saturday? Do you guys practice on Saturday? Oh, no. On a Saturday, we could do it. Probably, yeah. All okay. Right. I might be down. That's <laughs> That would be a lot of fun. That would be a lot mm. of fun. 
So you gotta Either get, way. You gotta get across one end and back the other. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh. No, that's if both of us lose. If both of us lose, we have to do leapfrog to get across. How do we both lose? If we both get us, if, if we, we tie? tie. Oh gosh. Okay. We do. We do oh, leapfrog. That would be a good one. Because <laughs> the person's on the ground is yeah. gonna get nailed. <laughs> well, even if you're jumping over, you're just like still for longer time. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should just do that no matter what and the film it. Wait, also, what would the distance be? Like, how far away would you get? Would I it mean be like service line to service line? Yeah, yeah, I, I say service line to really? service line. Yeah. That's dangerous. Oh. But, also very <laughs> but that would be more funny. We, g- we gotta get some distance to this one, too. I want the tennis ball to slow down just a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> yeah, it's right. gotta bounce and hit us. <laughs> okay, I wanna go back. I know we're supposed to move on, but I want to go back and ask you a question, if I can remember it. Uh, okay, you're so, so being from the Valley and being on the Fresno State team, does that change anything? I know you're the only, well, not anymore, but you're the only American, mm-hmm. have been, but you're also from the Valley. So mm-hmm. does that change things when you communicate with players or coaches? Or I think within the team, there hasn't, it doesn't really change anything. Um, outside of the team... I think it changes a little bit. So, at the during Labor Day weekend every year we play the a local tournament called the Fresno City Championships, and it's like an open tournament. But there is prize money, and so a lot of people come out to that to watch. And I think a lot of people will recognize me when I go to play there, and so that kind of makes a difference. And also, I think it helps to bring some support so they when people see that oh there's like a local guy from the valley then they're like more inclined to come out and watch the games Mm -hmm. and cheer for our team so i think it's been pretty good it's made a difference in the like supportive role yeah cool okay now we can go on chris all right now we can go on i wanted to hear that uh, yeah that that was a good question so we are now on to the last stage of questions Uh um and that's pretty much, what are you going to do after all of this? Are you going to go pro? Are you going to go do something else? Are you going to pick up another sport and <laughs> probably do swimming? <laughs> <laughs> what's happening? Yeah, what's, what's your future looking question. like? That's a good question. So definitely not going to go pro. <laughs> um, seeing that I'm not even playing in the normal starting lineup, that wouldn't make sense to go pro. <laughs> That'd be a very unwise decision. Um, but I'm planning on applying to grad school um this fall to get in for next year after i graduate um so i'm applying to foods two different programs depending on what school it is there are some schools i'm applying to their food science program and i want to go into like food processing research and like find ways to make that better and then i'm also um for some of the other schools i'm going to be applying to the ag and bioengineering programs and they also do food processing research sweet all right what are you getting your bachelor's in currently mechanical engineering engineering. but i'm gonna do a minor in food science science. yeah that's what uh jasmine got her degree yeah 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 that's cool so i kind of want to go into food processing and engineering so is there like specific ideas that you have in your head that you want to improve upon like I noticed that this food processing system looks kind of inefficient. I want to deal with that. Or is it just because you're just, it's interesting to you? 
I think it's more towards the latter. Like it's interesting to me, and also, I do know that in large scale food processing, there's a, a quite a bit of waste, and mm -hmm. so it can like you can always improve a process, right? Because you can never reach a hundred percent efficiency, but like the closer you can get to that, the better. And so, I want to do that to like improve uh, sustainability, but also to make like better products for people and like more cheaper products because if it's more efficient it's lower cost right so then you can like get these nutritious foods to people who are like in low income places so then they don't just eat junk food all the time but they can actually have like mm -hmm. healthier food or you can even like ship it to third world countries or something mm -hmm. i think that would be really cool Nice. That's big too. With the m with minimum wage going up, prices are going to go up, and right. so that mm -hmm. would be big. That's big. Yeah. yeah. Food prices, yeah. Food prices are are surprisingly expensive, and especially in the valley, they shouldn't be that. They shouldn't hard. be that expensive. But if you go outside the valley, oh my gosh! Mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm looking at food. I'm like, my goodness! Like, fresh fruits and vegetables <laughs> should not be this expensive, <laughs> but people have to ship them. Yeah. Um, so lots of lots of mechanical engineering um is there any like hobbies that you're going to be jumping into are you going to maintain the tennis hobby or are you gonna is there something else that you're interested in now doing moving out so tennis will probably go down after college because <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to find people to play with and also i'll play against you <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> um but then also i think i want to get into like running more and so, so like when i was in high school i did cross country for two years mm -hmm. and last year i did a marathon so i think i want to like get into wow. running more and then also rock climbing is pretty fun i've done that a little bit and i want to get more into that and then do a lot more of like cooking and baking mm -hmm. i really like mm -hmm. baking stuff like i want to master this it's called a bao it's like chinese bun really yeah i'm gonna have to look that one up and so I want to like get better at making. I've had the ones stuffed with pork. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. those. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Those are good. I want to get better at making like Why Chinese desserts, and also. Recently, I met this guy, and he makes his own chocolate, and he was telling me about how to make chocolate like at home. It sounds super interesting, and I think I want to. I might want to get into that too. I heard a, I'm gonna ruin chocolate for people, but. We've been working with. I've talked to some people in the chocolate world, mm -hmm. and a lot of the chocolate now is made with like paraffin wax. It's like oh. a wax, but it's edible. It's hmm. like Hershey's. That makes sense. It's actually. not real chocolate. Because to get the texture. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. It's when you think about it, it's kind of nasty. That's yeah, just but wax. I mean, like. But now I can tell the difference now between a real chocolate and chocolate with that. I think it's paraffin wax. I, I believe. I have no idea. Uh, I don't know how true that is, though, because wouldn't that be on the ingredients list? Uh, Probably. Because it, it is against food <laughs> law to put something in that is like you don't But I think it's edible. I'm pretty sure you can eat it. But you still have to state that whatever you put in it, like according to the law. Mm, true. FDA We're going to have to grab a Hershey's thing and take a look read at it. Those. Yeah. Oh. Interesting. Well, cool. What, what does your uh, family do in the valley? right now so both of my parents work in the grocery industry um, my dad works for food for less and my mom works for iron market is that what kind of got you into the food side mm, kind of it was like kind of that and then 
but that's more of like business type thing. Okay. But when I was growing up, my dad would watch a lot of Food Network, and so I'd watch it with him, and that kind of inspired me. <laughs> 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 and then I liked science in high school, so and mm. math, mm. and so that's kind of what brought it together. All right. What do you see yourself doing in five years? Five years. Hopefully, I will have a graduate degree and some kind of job in food processing and then let's see in five years I'd be 26 so I think at that point I would like to be established in a job with some food company and be doing engineering Mm -hmm. and food processing but then also I think I would like to be really involved in the church and be gearing up to maybe go and do missions or something I think it'd be cool Nice. That's a perfect segue to our next question. We ask everyone this question, and you can answer it however you want. Mm-hmm. But how has your faith played throughout your journey from high school to college? And you know, it's a long grind. So mm-hmm. how has your faith played? Faith played in that journey. Like, how has it changed it, or or how has it influenced it? In how have y- how has it? motivated you to keep going how has it changed throughout Mm -hmm. the process however you want to answer it so i think for me being a christian that's really made everything i've done possible because a lot of the stuff that or like especially with tennis because i've been asked before with tennis like why are you still doing it you're not playing and stuff and like you have like you're so good in the classroom and like why do you waste your time playing tennis if you're like not even getting to compete and you're like so tired all the time and you have to work so hard and it's like makes your life so much harder and more complicated and then that's like really pushed me I think like yeah my faith has helped me to keep going because it's not so much about myself and playing but it's about the others that I'm with and like loving them and just like being in community with them and trying to like share the gospel with them through my actions and yeah so that's been a huge motivator that's really cool Mm -hmm. has has it when you first got there and there was this this change of skill level and not playing was there a time you struggled yeah Mm -hmm. definitely i think my first two years i really struggled some like because there's a lot of times where I felt like I wasn't good enough. And I was like, oh, why am I doing this? Like those same things I just said, Mm -hmm. I was like, I would also ask myself like, why am I doing this? Like I could just quit and be normal and just (laughs) be happy or whatever. But um, yeah, it was, so there's a lot of like self doubt and like lack of self belief the first two years and feeling like I didn't quite belong on the team, like feeling like everybody was better than me and that I was never going to be as good as them. And just like questioning why am I here? Why am I doing this? So that was a struggle. But um, there was a couple guys who like in the times when it was like really bad, they were really helpful. And they like there's one guy, his name is Jeremy, and he was really helpful and he was like, you have a role on this team. Also, my coach, he was super encouraging. They were both like, you have a role on this team, and you're here for a reason. Like, we love having you, and you bring so much to the team. Like, of course, you don't compete, and you, like, don't get us the 
you don't actually like win matches for us, but you do win matches because you like put into practice and like you bring in the energy in the weight room, it like motivates us to get better. And like that's what makes us able to win the matches. And like with Jeremy, for all of our home matches the past two years, he just graduated. But the past two years, before every home match, we'd go out and hit for like an hour at like seven in the morning or something if we had a match in the morning. So we'd go out like three hours before the match started just because he needed to get a little like warm up and rhythm hitting beforehand. And he never lost the match every <laughs> time we did that. <laughs> <laughs> Your faith kept you grounded and able to do that. Mm -hmm. Nice. When you put on that green V or the Fresno State Bulldog, what does that mean to you when you wake up in the morning and put that on? I think it's really like humbling and like an honor to be able to represent the Valley and Fresno State, you know, because. Yeah, it's, oh, this doesn't say it. Do these chairs say it? I saw something that said Pride of the Valley in here. Oh, the sign outside. Oh, yeah, the sign outside, yeah. Mm -hmm. It says Pride of the Valley. So it's like Fresno State is the Pride of the Valley. You know, like this is the best the Valley has to offer. I mean, obviously, they, there are people who don't go to Fresno State, and they're, but they're still maybe the best the Valley has to offer. But I think it's really cool to be able to, like, represent the community and be a part of Fresno State. And yeah, <laughs> that's cool. I love it, I'm especially because you're from the valley. Mm. Yeah, exactly. So mm. I want to like rep it well, you know, because a lot of people are like, oh, like valley sucks and stuff. Uh -huh. like, oh, just <laughs> full of pollution. And <laughs> <laughs> we can thank San Francisco and LA it's for all that. On fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, I, I mean, Caleb was gonna bring it up, but uh, is there anything that you want to speak about that we didn't ask the questions for? Um, any stories you can remember? Any stories? Anything that you want to speak about before we wrap this thing up? Stories. Okay, this one's kind of a cool story. <laughs> so high school, tennis, senior year in the Valley Championships. Um, like I said, high school tennis doesn't really matter for college, but this is more of like a pride thing. <laughs> and so <laughs> I think I was... When I was in the semifinals, I lost in three sets to the guy who won Valley. But then in the th I had like a half hour break. And this was in May. And so it was already getting pretty hot by then. It was like 90 degrees or maybe 95. And so I played for three hours or something, or like a three set match. It was maybe not three hours, like two and a half hours or something. And then I had a half an hour break. And then I went back on the court again and played for the like third and fourth playoff and like the first set I was just so tired so I kind of tanked it and <laughs> I lost the first set and then I was like oh like this is my last high school I like, gotta represent my school well like beating this guy and so I came back and won the second set and then in the third set I think I was down 4-2 oh no maybe I was up 4-2 but then I started cramping so bad like it was so hard to just walk I was in so much pain but then I toughed it out and one six four, and then that was the longest day of my life, I think. <laughs> <laughs> because, yeah, so there's two three-set matches, and I was like cramping so bad, but I pulled through. But that was the same day that I graduated from high school. So we had our graduation in the morning <laughs> in Visalia, and I had to give a speech. And then we had to drive like an hour to Wasco, which is near Bakersfield and then play that 
And then after that, I went back to Visalia and went to my friend's grad party at like eight at night. And then at nine, we went to Sobergrad, which, <laughs> have you heard of McDermott's Fieldhouse? I have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we went there for a Sobergrad. And it go, this thing goes into like 3.30 in the morning. <laughs> and there's like huge bounce houses. I heard and they have like, like a surfing thing. Yeah, there's yeah. like a surfing thing. There's like indoor soccer and there's dodgeball and stuff. And then so I went there after that and like my legs were dying. But it was so much fun. <laughs> well, Bailey, thank you for coming out. Yeah, thanks, thanks for having me. Oh, thanks for sharing. And uh, we're going to take some pictures and everything, if that's okay. okay. <laughs> oh, Bailey, where can everyone find – you mentioned GoBulldogs.com, but mm-hmm. is there anywhere else that uh, the Red Wave can find out when and where you guys are playing? Yeah, if you follow us on Facebook or Instagram, um, at Fresno State Men's Tennis, then – They'll be posting all of the updates for when the home matches are and when we're competing, where we're competing, how we're doing. So you can find us on social media. Perfect. So go find Fresno State Men's Tennis. Mm-hmm. And then when you're done, go subscribe to Boyer Bulldogs Podcast <laughs> and leave a rating and a review if you listen on iTunes. And you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, Facebook. as well. Yeah. So thanks for listening. Right, and thanks. we will see you guys next time. All right. See you around, Bailey. Thank you. See you around, guys. Thanks.